You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Right, guys, it's time. For Slopes Cast, we've got plenty of things to be chatting about today. Isn't that right, Grizzly? Yes, it is. Hello. Right. Shall we go through the topics for this week? No, no, not yet, because I feel like there's one thing we should be shouting out first. One thing we should be discussing. Instagram. He's uh, he's, uh, only gone and done it. Uh, One of the biggest quirks of being on the Slopes Cast with uh, DJ Slope, of course, is that he's got this great audience. Um, we I'm very, very uh, privileged to be part of, and uh, you know, essentially being thrust in, in into the front of. But also, um, yeah, I just figured it was about time that I did some sort of content creation. And now I know Instagram isn't particularly like big, or you know, it's just photos, really. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, you know, I've got a game room. It's filled with games, and I figured, why not? So I'm doing that here. And the crux of this idea comes from a friend of mine who I used to work with at a place called Cromwell's Madhouse, um, which is the old clothing store. So first of all, link is in there. Um, Grizzly Grotto is the name of my Instagram. Oh, yes. And, Getting ready for uh, Christmas. I've got to give the uh, the credit all to uh, my, my good friend um, who goes under the handle Unpacked Official. Um, who does lots of Game Boy uh, photography and little mini videos. And it's great for if you just want to have that bit of dose of nostalgia. So I believe that's part of my contract fulfilled. Um, So I will pop that link in the chat. And of course, you'll find that in the description below. Um, And then, yeah, feel free to follow us. And if you like it, carry on, uh, carry on following it. Absolutely. There it is up on the screen, guys. So if you're listening via the podcast, go and uh, find Grizzly Grotto, the Grizzly Grotto over on Instagram. Uh, If you're on YouTube, you can go down into the link. And Grizzly's chucked a couple of links over in the chat for everybody that's watching live on Twitch and on YouTube as well. So go and follow him. Go go show him some love. Well worth it. Now, Grizzly, it's time. Talk us through the six topics of conversation for today, will you, mate? Righto. So this week has been a crazy one. Um, it has. So not only have we done the whole content creation thing, uh, Dan has had a wonderful time in the world of Amico, and we just want to have a little bit of a summary, don't we? Yep. Um, Put a yeah. Put pin in it. Yeah. There's going to need a bigger pin. Um, then we talk about the Eight Bit Christmas, which is a new movie coming to HBO streaming services this year. Uh, Insane Pain, a new fighting game coming to the Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. Switch, the Switch hacker Gary Bowser pleads guilty in the team executor lawsuit. So long, a Bowser. 
MSX Games come to Antstream Arcade, and then we get our first look at the wonderful new games master in the form of Trevor McDonald. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, giving it away a little bit there, but we're both very happy with how it looks. But we'll talk about it in more depth, well, as much as we can do, a little bit later on in topic number six, because right now it's time to yet again chat about this. Topic number one. We're here to be chatting about all of this Amico malarkey that's gone down over the last week-ish. So, oh my God, where do I start? Ooh, I suppose I'll start back at the beginning. That's what I'm going to say, isn't it? Let's go back yeah. to the beginning. Wow. Right. Okay. Woo. Right. So I um, had never spoken to Tommy Tallarico before. In case you didn't know, Tommy Tallarico is the CEO of a little known company called Intellivision. He is uh, the guy that's bringing, um, uh, that's championing and, and bringing to market this new console called the Amico. It's a console that's been delayed several times. It's a console that's had a bit of a price hike, but it's still the console that I'm very much interested in. And um, I've got a pre-order down. Not invested, not invested. I've obviously used a, um, a, a, a fig, that was what it was called, fig, uh, to put that pre-order down, which was $100. Can I, can was I, just, can I just specify that um, it often gets brought up about investments and fig, but what people need to realize is that there's two sides to fig. Um, you've got the crowdfunding side, which is what essentially, Dan, you took part in that $100 mm -hmm. down, and then you do have an investment side if you want to put more in, which I believe quite a few people did. Um, but yeah, you just did the pre-order, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, when you, I didn't even notice until I put the pre-order down. Um, you put the pre-order of $100 down, which I think is like the minimum you can put down. You might be able to put a, a smaller amount, but it was that was the minimum needed for the pre-order at least. You might be able to put down a smaller amount as a, you know, you know like sometimes where Kickstarter's put a pound down and you can say you've done it just to help them or whatever. But yeah, I put down a, a $100 to get the, uh, the pre-order. It was a, a refundable deposit. And uh, I didn't realize until after I'd done that. Then I went over into the comment section on that page, like you would on a Kickstarter. And I wasn't able to get into the comment section unless I put down at least $101. So basically, wow. that, that, that's for investors, from what I understand. And um, for everyone else, it's a deposit, which is what I did. Anyway, um, I always just found that quite interesting. I was like, oh, should I put a pound down? One dollar down, just so I can enter that room but i never did. um uh, i wasn't sure if i had to delete my pledge and go back in it was just like too much of a ball ache. I, thought, I don't really care uh let's go but anyway anyway me and tommy had never spoken besides the odd comment on a video here and there um he's commented on a few of my videos in the past primarily ones that he's been a part of mdk uh, from jim uh, aladdin i think uh, i actually i don't know if he did the the mcdonald's one regardless um i have just upgraded my new pc i don't know if you can guys see it if i can you can just about see it down there. Very nice, very nice indeed. And um, the day that PC got upgraded, uh, the day I bought the new CPU for that one, about an hour later, Amico said, oh, by the way, we're going to release our games early. And I was like, oh, man, I want to buy those. But I just spent £760, I think it was, on a um, new CPU. And I was like, I probably shouldn't spend another 150 quid on games that you know, I can't play for a while. So I was like, you know, I'm going to try my luck. I sent an email and uh, instantly it was like, oh, Dan, you know, fan of your channel. Like, yeah, I'll send you over a couple of games. And then I got an instant notification that says all oh, eight games are coming. So bloody hell, this is awesome. This worked out all right for me. They got set, they got shipped pretty quickly. I think within like a week or something like that. And um, I missed the delivery because I took my kids to a cafe and I was running back because I, I my phone died. I wasn't able to answer the ring doorbell. I was like, no. And um, <laughs> it was, it was Bull Lake. Uh, and then... Um, 
they I, I literally missed him by the space of two minutes. And I literally got in the car and started running around the block trying to find a DHL van or DPD, whatever it was, to try and find him. Anyway, um, it was annoying because the next day I went on holiday and I wouldn't be able to get them. And I wanted to do that video, you know. I wanted and, to be one and, of the first. And let me just specify, we've got receipts. This was the same week that Dan went to Peppa Pig World. Yes. <laughs> Shut up, man. Um, <laughs> yes, I went to Peppa Pig World and, and the Isle of Wight. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, I got a notification. The uh, They've been delivered because I asked for it to be sent to a neighbor's house. Uh, about three or four days later, I was like, let's have a quick look at that notification. And then I looked and because I asked it for it to be uh, delivered to a neighbor and he rang our ring doorbell. So we spoke to him from the Isle of Wight and said, oh, yeah, can you just give it to any one of our neighbors? We're like surrounded by houses. So we, we know them all. It's fine. And um, then I looked at the uh, notification. Like, I literally told that to his face. And uh, I saw a picture of the, uh, of the box of Amico Games underneath my car. And I was like, uh, on my drive. I was like, what? This was like three days, two, two or three days, I think it was, after, I'd, after they'd been delivered. So I like, quickly rang uh, a friend to go around there and pick them up. Yeah, I said, bull -like. Anyway, I got them. I done the unboxing. The unboxing, which you can see right there. It's got ashings in the bottom left-hand corner because... Ashens, Control Alt Reese, Did You Know Gaming, Goldfish on Games, myself, of course, Lady Decade, On a Retro Tip, Grizzly Cryden, who's in this uh, call, nobody, of course. Nobody wants to hear what he has to say. <laughs> I wonder what he was going to say when I got to you. Retro Gamer Boy, RMC, The Cave, aka Retro Man Cave, and Top Hat Gamer Man all gave their opinions. For the most part, they weren't too positive, in all honesty. Um, but I put that video out, uh, like I always said I was going to do. I was definitely the most positive in that in that crew of people, and everyone thought I was an investor because um, <laughs> I'd spoke positively. Uh, because that's what investors do; they upload a video with uh, seventy-five to eighty percent of it being negative comments against the product. So whatever. Anyway, me and Tommy had already spoken a couple of times by this point, and um, we'd agreed to an interview. Um, obviously, being a fan of his work for many, many years, I decided I was going to cut it into two. Uh, I knew it was going to be a drama-filled interview to, when I got to the Amico, so I thought I'd do one, all about the history of Tommy Tallarico, you know, like how he got into the business, what he got done, what he got did. And the second half was all going to be about the Amico. Now, I said to him beforehand, if you'd like, I can give you a rundown on some of the questions that are coming in. Um, and he said, no, he wants it to be 100% off the cuff now this was something that i do for my patrons and um uh uh, uh youtube members uh they get to watch this live and then i uh, clean it all up and I put it out publicly like a few days later um the only thing really that was planned was the fact that i said to him at the beginning of the call i said to him so what i'm going to do is i'm going to introduce you you're going to obviously end on the fact that you're now the ceo of Intellivision, and then that's when i will explain that this is just all about your history. We'll talk about it in television in part two. Other than that, every single thing in that interview was off the cuff. He had no idea what I was going to ask. Besides the fact that I did ask publicly for questions from people on Twitter, he obviously saw those. Not via me, but by the people on Twitter. Um, but anyway, yes, I've done the interview. And um, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it opened up big time. Big, big, big time. So I knew there was a bit of a, a, a hate anti-amico crowd out there but i wasn't quite aware of how ridiculous they are i, I don't really care if they're watching if they if they 
I don't really care that they hear me calling them ridiculous because I think it is ridiculous that there are an absurd amount yeah. of channels dedicated. Literally, not 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 because not down to the fact that you know I'm Slopes Gaming. And I might become a hater of the Amico or a lover of the Amico and just turn nothing about my channel into Amico, good or bad. Like these are channels that are literally called things to do with the Amico. Like I'm, I'm not going to say them, but like uh, change uh, slight. Uh, differentiations on his name or the Amico name and stuff like that. And I was like, this is insane. What what rabbit hole have I fallen down here? To the point where, uh, I mean, I've already said to Tommy, if this thing comes out, it's broken. It does have those lag issues. It, it, you know, the RFID cards don't work or whatever. The, if it's broken on arrival, not that it's a, you know, a bad console in people's eyes, but if it's actually properly broken, um, then yes, a kick scammer video is coming. And he's like, hey, do it. And he's like really excited, isn't he? I don't think that was a bad impression. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was all right. And um, so, yeah, I said to him, you know, I'm going to do one on it. But, you know, what? I'm still thinking, you know, what? I still might do it because it's just it would be quite interesting to show, even if it's a success, do a video on the crazy lead up to the release of it, because it just shows you how crazy people can be. Uh, and I've got to admit, I've got to admit, I've never had myself really be in this sort of situation where a crazy amount of people are talking about me. Um, uh i've become a little bit obsessed with looking it all up it is it's uh it's an unhealthy addiction it really is and um i feel for people at in television i'm not just talking about tommy that are gonna they're constantly getting hated on um uh and i, I you know i i understand that people have their um uh uh you know their concerns for the console i have my concerns for the console as well um, I mean, this is a whole type of new media. Who knows how it's going to work? Only, only time will tell. We've got Tommy's word for it, and honestly, not a lot else because it's never been done before. Um, I have my concerns as well. But what I do find is when you have people do these sort of uh, um, reactions or uh, talking about whatever the latest news is, they, they may be right with their concerns, and they most of the time are, but then they talk about 55 other things that don't mean anything. Um, about his youth or about like nasty things to do with this or nasty things to do with that and just like constantly bringing up every tiny thing and like, oh my god i can't believe he did this oh why is he touching his ear like shut up mate like come on fucking hell it's it gets it's one of those things where you moan about every possible little things oh my god look at the way he picked up that box look at the way he did this look at the way he did this or whatever it may be to the point where it just makes your original concern as valid as it may be completely mute by this point for friend for um fans of friends yeah new point the the um, one thing that yeah. the one thing that gets gets me about it is when you get like genuinely interesting and potential like possible you know it's opinions being passed off as cold hard fact yeah you don't know the full story nobody mm -hmm. does um and uh it, it's just been presented as this guy is this because of this yeah. um and you anyone who believes otherwise is a dullard of some description Absolutely. and um I, I don't believe that's the right approach. I mean, when we talk about craziness of the, you know, the people who dislike the Amico, dislike Tommy Tallarico or anything he's been doing, there's just an equal measure of people who are just diehards. Like they've, they've decided that they, there's the flags in the ground on the Amico hate side and you've got the flags in the ground of people who are absolutely staunchly and you can see why Amico. and you can see why it happens as well because you have those people that are like anti the Amico and they'll run to the uh, people that are positive for it and it works the other way as well like the positive hmm. running to the haters and um, yeah. and they go on it they go on about it so much that whatever side you're on you kind of have to start defending yourself 
And from that point on, you're, you're no longer sitting in the middle of like, I'm just interested to see what happens. You end up just moving away into like the hardcore love for every single thing Amico or the hardcore hate for every single thing Amico. And it is, it was, uh, it's just, it's the sort of thing that honestly I, I I am a little bit experienced with it in the UK. We we have, there's like the home computer wars, like people that are into the spectrum will be yeah. quite vocal compared to like other home computers. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize this sort of thing was uh, was a real thing over in in the states with with their systems as well. So yeah, this sort of thing is happening here. I'm noticing yeah. with the Amico. But the insane thing is the one thing here that every single person forgets, whether you're a lover or a hater, this system isn't out yet and people are loving and hating it <laughs> it's like what yeah. are you talking about <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> but anyway yes so i've done that video uh, and i've done the interviews uh, and i asked them uh, the questions from the public in all honesty it was mixed in with stuff that i'd i'd asked and i tried to put together you know some some 15 people were asked the same question 15 different ways so i had to try and put it together um and uh yeah i've had some pretty good uh feedback from it uh what tends to happen is the people that ate it why didn't you call him out for being a bastard? Like, that's yeah. not really how you do interviews, mate. But okay. Um, in my opinion, hey, if you want to go and uh, try and get an interview with him and call him a bastard all the way through, then we'll, we'll see how that goes, you know. <laughs> but that's not how I do it. Um, you know, like to the point where, you know, I asked how the RFID encryption was done and I asked him to, uh, uh, can you elaborate on that, you know? And then when I, you know, I got the same no comment sort of answer, I said, look, can you confirm then? that there is more on the card than an RFID reader could pick up. And he did the yes, he said those words. I was like, well, you know, like that's the best I'm going to be able to get out of this. You know, you're not going to push any further than that. There's no point. You're not going to get anywhere. Um, yeah. So little things like that. Um, I mean, it's it's fair to say that, you know, the, the interview in total was about three hours long, I would uh, say. It was, it was closer to four. Three closer and to something. four yeah, hours, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was no way that it would have been nearly as long if – he went if if Dan just went in and uh, and just kept slamming Tommy with like, <laughs> yeah, guns blazing. <laughs> and let's just be fr let's just be frank now. To some of the people who are hating on this console, no matter what would have been said, no matter how hard the questions would have been, it probably wouldn't have been enough. And let's just no, be fair no, no, for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's it's sad. It really is sad. But what what tends to happen is the people that hate on it, they're very vocal about it. But I am getting an insane amount, an insane amount of positive people comment on it. But what tends to happen, and you, you get this in politics and whatever else, if you say something that's a little bit taboo from the group you're in, a WhatsApp group or whatever else, you'll normally get people that agree with you. Uh, but because they're in the minority as well, they'll send you a DM rather than uh, uh, talk about it publicly because they don't want to get pulled into a complete mess. And that's not me hating on those people that are positive to my interview. Um, but, um, you know, that's just the case. Uh, you know, they don't want to get bogged down with the insanity that is you saying one positive thing about an amigo. Yeah. We have people who are negative about the Amico in the very own Discord channel, and it's mm -hmm. absolutely fine, you know? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We've we, we, yeah, we got people in our yeah Discord that are not fans, and that's cool. But they're, they're, they're respectful. Yeah. Yeah. They know when to walk away, and whenever they feel like they're going to get too riled up, as the retro gaming community likes to do. Oh, yes. Because let's just face <laughs> it, as as you mentioned earlier about the, the, the early computer wars, it's still very much the same way with Sega versus Nintendo. I mean, I still mm -hmm. see flags in the ground for each of those consoles even though it's all of these decades later yeah. and all this all, all they're talking about is the mega drive versus super nintendo and i'm pretty sure most retro gamers these days have both underneath some sort of tv so yeah it doesn't yeah. matter it really does not matter 
Um, all I'm interested in, all my take is with this whole Amico stuff is it's spicy. It really is spicy. It and is. I, 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 I do feel for him because it shouldn't be like, but it is. It really is. Um, and uh, I think now, uh, if, if my my suggestion to in television would be um, is not lay low, but just it's now now is your time to impress us. Um, don't yeah. do it with fancy looking videos. Do whatever else. Give people a console or do it. Take it to a public event and just let people have their phones out. Whatever it may be, when it's at a stage where you can do that, if that's not right now, then tell people it's not right now. Um, and 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 be open about it. That's my suggestion um, with it because um, I mean I, I still believe in the console um, and until I get it and it, 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 it's you know I say broken on arrival I, I am going to continue believing in it and even if it doesn't sell that well it's still not going to be a failure in my eyes because from what I see in it it's going to be I, I, you know I'm buying this for the games these sort of games are my type of games you know for the yeah. family and stuff but um, yeah this last week has been insane I mean obviously Pat and Ian from the um, uh the cu podcast that she brought it up um uh, we we had to cancel last night's podcast sadly my wife wasn't feeling too great and um yeah it got cancelled and um during that time pat and ian have actually put up talking about it so hey oh wow I yeah they actually, seen that, yeah yeah, yeah they, um, they slightly mentioned it i will say you know i'm not like hating on the cu podcast or whatever um but i do get the impression that they have taken their information because there's a lot for them to dissect in that video. There is a hell of a lot for them to dissect that I was expecting them to go deep on it. Like, Oh my God, that you know, yeah. <laughs> get your boxing gloves out, Tommy, because uh, yeah, they're coming in hard when they see this interview and um, they didn't. In fact, the only stuff they talked about was the stuff that was really shown off in clips in hate filled Reddit groups which makes you think that that is where they're getting the information from rather than just watching the video. Chuck it on double speed and it takes like an hour or whatever. Um, mm. uh, but they didn't. And um, good for Tommy, I suppose, that they didn't. Because, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I say, they didn't. Uh, on top of that, I've had an absurd amount of channels out there uh, uh, basically do watch-alongs of the interview and dissect it. Um, there's one particular channel that I'm not going to say his name. I'm sure everyone can find it. Um, that's done a part one. He's doing a part two that goes live tomorrow. Absolutely dissecting it. He's like uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely um, confirmed. Uh, not confirmed. Obviously, he doesn't confirm. But he's so sure i'm an investor which is insane i love it i love it because because i pre-ordered something i see that game right behind me there that's metroid dread right there i pre-ordered that unfortunately i do not have any stocks in nintendo but um you know good game good game by the way uh and off the back of that we've now had i don't know who's doing this i don't know the individual who's doing this but there is someone else out there that's done a parody account of his channel taking the piss out of him based off the back of my video and they actually were in the chat before it went live but they've had their youtube channel taken down because he keeps sending copyright claims to them because they, he, they're using his videos um they've done a second channel that one's been taken down as well and a third channel just opened up like it's what's in, yeah this is what's been going on it's been absolutely crazy uh absolutely crazy and that guy by the way that's claiming that i've been invested is actually posting this information in those reddit groups and those even those reddit groups you know credit where credit is due they've taken down his post and said look mate there's no proof that he's an investor stop like spreading lies and they they, they took down his post um 
he's a douche. He's an absolute douche. I don't care saying it. You know, uh, I, I, I don't fall out with hardly anyone on, on, on in the world of YouTube. But you know, hey, there we go. Uh, Iquel, it's a Miko Inception. It is, mate. It's utterly insane. Uh, and like I say, a third channel. Uh, hey, DVD Fever Gaming, how you doing, mate? Hey, Don Robinson here. I apologize for stealing your content to make my poorly made videos. Uh, I'm a have a chip on my shoulder, and it's very salty. My next video will be awful. <laughs> I'm jealous, a hypocrite, and I should stop making videos. I spend most of my day bored and oh, constipated, man. and it's... I'm sorry. You see what's happening here, guys? Yeah, this is proof in the pudding, right? Um... It's getting crazy. Now, can I just say, DVD Fever Gaming, I don't condone what you're doing, mate. I want to put that out there. I'm on the yeah. record saying I don't condone what you are doing. Thank you for thinking of me and, 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 and taking action into your own hands. Uh, I'm sorry your videos, although I'm sure you don't really care, are getting taken down um, by copyright strikes. And I do find it quite odd that your videos are getting copyright striked, even though he uses way more of my videos in his. And he, I'm not sending his copyright strikes because at the end of the day, I know how YouTube works. And YouTube is a very unfair um, uh, way it works with their copyright systems and stuff. And, you know, um, as soon as you do that, that's that's stabbing someone in the back. It's not nice. But he's doing that to you. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, and uh, if I'm going to be honest, I mean, obviously, you're very, very um, not negative. You're very uh, uh, crude and, and, and quite nasty to him. But I would argue that he's a lot worse to me. <laughs> the stuff that he talks about in those videos against me is a lot worse. But um, after I saw it, I sent it to a load of my friends in the real world. We all had a laugh. It's hilarious. Um, apparently, my arms are too hairy. There they are. There's my hairy arms. Those are miraculously manly bare and, arms. And he is right. Look, they, they stop getting hairy as they go up. Yeah. yeah I've got very hairy arms. <laughs> um, all I'm, I'm going to say is regarding the Amico thing, it's a really weird hill, hill to die on. Uh, yeah. As I quail it's, mentioned it's earlier. Um, and also, and the grand scheme of it, whether you are for the Amico or whether you are against the Amico, it's not going to make a jot of difference if it hits its target market, who do not give a crap about online drama. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it really amounts to very little. Um, but it's been very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Williams levels of hair. Is it that bad? I don't know. I've never really thought about it if I was something because it's my hair. Um, I've got hairy arms. But yes, it's been an insane week. And I, I imagine it's not over. Um, like I say, Pat and ES Punk has done it um done his little uh talk on it it was very very quick in and out and um, they basically just took one tiny segment um which was the exact same segment that was posted up into that reddit group um from my from my uh video and they didn't really talk much else about much else about it um i think there was like, one other thing they mentioned uh which makes me think that you know they haven't watched the full long video and to be fair it's a bloody long video i can understand why they didn't but you know considering uh the the amico is kind of their bread and butter is what they love to talk about it i was quite surprised they didn't go into more depth but hey they were respectful to me and i respect them for that um and um you know i i uh when, when i when i used to drive to work um and i had a nine to five i used to listen to them quite a lot so hey fair play fair play um you know I, i'm i'm you, you, the, the, these channels which i've never really delved deep into doing my sort of these, these I, I don't want to use the word drama channels because i'm sure they wouldn't like to hear that but uh, you know i i've never really dealt delve deep into that style myself but I'm, I'm kind of noticing what it's like when you are a channel like that uh, i didn't do this for the drama reasons but i knew drama would incur because i've talked yeah. to someone like that um what i will I mean, say that will be a bit of a sting for people that are going to listen to this back um 
like that channel I mentioned earlier, uh, that copyright claims other people's videos, but it uses a, uses a, all of our videos completely fine because that's fine. That is. Um, since I've done that video, um, if all the numbers have gone up for me, so hey, awesome. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's a bit of a sting for the people out there that are like <laughs> kicking off at me for being a bad interviewer. I've had a big jump on Twitter followers. I've had people that I've not spoken to for ages reach out. Um, I've had companies that I won't mention, but they say, oh, hi, Dan. How you doing? Bloody hell, what's going on with that? And then I, I talk to them in private. Message, oh, by the way, did you want to do this? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> you know, so I've had a lot of do open doors. I have nothing to do with the Amico, but just, you know, it's, it's a great way to start conversations with someone. They're interested in seeing what's going on. Everyone loves drama. Um, so uh, everything's gone up for me. Um, and, you know, uh, that's that's yeah. something I really wanted to uh, talk about because I, if you don't mind me saying so on your behalf. So at, currently yeah. on the Amico um, interview with Tommy Tallarico, you have mm -hmm. 76 likes and 121 dislikes. But mm -hmm. in reality, that just amounts to 179 engagements, baby. Well done. Oh, yeah, it does. Thank you, thank you, everyone, haters, lovers, everything like that, uh, for commenting on those videos. Mm -hmm. You all helped with those men. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so yes, thank you very, very much, DVD Fever Gaming, for uh, supporting me the way you have. Um, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, just. I, yeah. I, I'm reading what you're saying, mate. Thank you. Um, I appreciate your support, but I do not condone it. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to stop you. And um, uh, it, is, it, is, it is quite funny, everything that's going on. But um, I don't condone what you do. Um, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go as far as say, please don't do it anymore. Um, because yeah. uh, I, 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 is this the end? Probably not. We'll see. We'll see. We've got to wait. Let's wait till the thing comes out first, I think. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm still excited for it. I, I, oh, you know uh, what? Yeah. Nothing's made me want to buy one more. I know. I know because you <laughs> didn't have one pre ordered before. You're like, you know what? I need to get in on this. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, although it may sound like there's a lot of hate, uh, there's a lot of people uh, that I have. I mean, already the, 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 12 people or whatever it was that did the unboxing of these things that you're seeing on the screen um some of those people i won't say who uh some of those people said oh so what's going on with these cards and i was like just look, look i'm not going to tell you here's tommy's video that he where he showed them off have a look tell me what you think send me a two minute clip um which is why some of them are a little bit uh, ill-educated in the fact of like hang on so how does this work you know because all they've got to go on is that one video and it was a little bit confusing um uh so uh yeah 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 it's uh yeah it's, it's all very interesting it's exciting it's uh, it's been a, it's been a bit of a, a mental week um uh i would i would like to say i haven't lost any sleep over it but i definitely have because i've just been so addicted and trying to keep up with it all um i i've not been sad about it or anything but it's bonkers mate absolutely bonkers yeah. so um yeah mental absolutely can i just say um before we move on dvd fever gaming do i know you um as in do i know you are you someone that i speak to please answer and i'll uh, i'll shout out loud for people that are listening so yeah. i don't know who you are i'm just interested I, I that's another thing like who is this person who is this person who is this masked marauder yeah Zorro, Zorro. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so yeah in summary hell of a week huh it's been crazy it's been crazy i'm sure it's not over but i think the the we're definitely on the way down the mountain now the other end yeah. um you know like the the main majority of the channels that were going to be speaking about it have spoken about it um and uh yeah um i think uh it's 
it might have actually raised more questions than answers, I suppose, that interview, which is insane because it was like four hours long nearly. But um, we, we, we got to hear more about this, this new type of media and, and when the system is hoping to be released and uh, how, how far along things like Earthworm Jim are, the new Echo the Dolphin game, not Echo the Dolphin, Dolphin Quest or Dolphin, Dolphin Story, sorry, one of the two. Um, actually now sounds like one of my favourite looking games for the system. I think, actually think it sounds awesome. Um, Breakout sounds awesome. So we, we got to hear a lot about a lot of different things and um, I, I, I asked him some pretty hardball questions. Uh, which I'm sure he probably wasn't expecting, but um, hey, I think it turned out pretty good. Miko, having a Miko day. There yes. Right. Okay. So that I was <laughs> that was topic number one. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that takes the record for the longest sloped cast topic. You reckon? I think it does. I know we ranted I've... a bit about Mario, didn't we? The Mario movie. Yeah, we did, but you know, I I think that was the longest. So. Hey, I, th- I think we need like a little cheer thing. There we yeah. go. Well, um, you found me through. Uh, oh, I, I just saw your comment. Oh, here we go. Yeah, found you through Dom Metal Jesus fan. Okay, that's cool. He he hates Metal Jesus rocks. Yeah, everyone that's um, Metal Jesus rocks is a very easy person to be jealous of. Um, he's a very easy person to be jealous of. He's he's uh, in 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 the in the realms of you know he's got a cool collection. Um, amazing hair. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, uh, you know, he's got a good channel. He's got good friends, a good group of people around him. He's, uh, I've, he, me and him have only ever probably spoken once. He gave me one piece of advice in my early days when I when I said, "Hey, check this out. What do you think?" Um, and uh, he gave me a bit of advice straight back. We've not really spoken since. I've not really reached out to him, but he's only ever been nice to me. And I think, you know, think what you like about him, whether you like his content or not, he generally seems like a really nice guy. He does, and. Uh, his chums do too, and I'm not just saying that to wind up my haters now. <laughs> he seems all right. I, I've got nothing against him. <laughs> I've, I've uh, if if we still talk about Metal Jesus Rocks, then yeah, mm. um, I've met the man. Um, oh, yeah. I met him at E3 of all places. Super cool. nice guy, really down to earth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's cool. He's, he's got a history as well in the gaming, not just in YouTube. I mean, he was old the old Sierra days and stuff like that. I'd be lying if I said that. Um, uh in, in my early days of being a youtuber or even before being a youtuber i watched a hell of a lot of his content so even though he wasn't necessarily the route i went down he was he would have been an influence in some regard you know like he was definitely someone that i would watch probably every upload before i became a youtuber myself um you you, you sort of run out of time these days you don't you don't get to see as many people as you'd like to watch but uh yeah I, I'm, I'm sure if i think about it he was kind of an influence in the sense you know like how he was doing everything you know rather than the content he was making because we make different types of content but um yeah he's uh he seems like a fine guy like i said i've only ever had one conversation with him and he's only ever been nice to me i I, I can't say anything more than that you know and 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 the metal jesus rock crew uh people like kelsey lewin um before i even knew who kelsey lewin was she was like one of my first few thousand subscribers um she obviously liked the fact that i was doing like history of gaming uh she's nice me and john riggs have spoken many many times uh and he is awesome um uh reggie i've spoken to a few times he seems cool as well he you know i've got nothing against any of these people at all there's a few people i haven't spoken to but yeah there's a lot of irrational hate hatred to anyone that's got a bit of a following i've found and yeah um, it's weird i feel like one of the things if you find yourself just seething in you know wherever you're sat whether it be Mm -hmm. a pc or on your phone and thinking why not me um perhaps look inward and just think maybe just maybe if you just switch (laughs) things up a little bit Mm. maybe people would come to you maybe they'd they'd like you they'd like your content and 
you wouldn't be so angry. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. I, I feel like I don't want to, I, I shouldn't go any further. <laughs> well, you know, I think, yeah. I think also what it is, is um, uh, a lot of people get uh, uh, jealous of what we as YouTubers get given. Um, mm. And I feel like that happens quite a bit. I, I, and, and it's not a jealousy thing, but like it, it, it is shocking. Like, wow, how did you get that? And I remember even like the, the, the launch of the Switch, um, uh, a, a very popular channel that I'm chums with got a uh, Nintendo Switch uh and and no one was getting those like not even like you metal I, maybe he did metal jesus i'm not sure but I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't but this channel i know did and i remember reaching out wow how did you do that mate like bloody hell but you gotta be like fair play to you because you know he's he's worked hard to get to that point you know like that none of this comes for free um when i was a small youtuber um the things that i would get uh you know for, for my content creation any small YouTuber can get with you know indie keys and stuff like that, um, and then you you know as as you grow, a lot of more companies want to get in contact with you and do things with you. What have I got right here behind me? I've got one of these bad boys today, <laughs> which I'll be doing a video on. Um, oh, lovely! I'm waiting for my founders edition to arrive. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's a black one, isn't it? Yes, uh, end of no end of November. They they saying that the first one should land, so. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think this sort of thing happens with quite a lot of YouTubers. And I, I know someone as well when I said, oh, I'm getting all of these uh, Amico things. A channel was way, way bigger than me. Like, what? How are you getting them? They're not asking me to do those. I, I, I think that sort of jealousy thing happens quite a lot across the board, unfortunately. Um, and not but, only um, that, but I think people, you, you, you've just tapped into something in that last sentence that I don't think you realized is um, they didn't ask me. You asked Tommy. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I reached out to him. Right. I yeah. thought this would be interesting content, and it turns out it was pretty interesting content. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what a week. What a week. Right. And it's not over, not over yet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. MGR is a million times more to uh, talented than that guy, aren't they? You don't have to tell All me. All right. Okay. Let's not pile on to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Right. I've got to say, though, I'm really looking forward to part two. Mm hmm. I am really looking forward to it. I am. I think it's so funny. Um, mm. I won't copyright him. I won't copyright strike the guy, even though he's just going to completely play my video. Um, like he's copyrighting striking other people that are using one minute of his. But you know what the best part is? He's going to spend another another hours talking through 20 minutes of the of the interview. And that means that it will take him a good five weeks to finish it, which means yeah. that that's a lot more people talking about your video. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's a lot uh, to like, yeah. Even though the guy's a hater, and it's not just him, there are other ones as well. I'm not just singling him out, there are quite a few of them. Um, they're technically fans, so hey, thanks for yeah. being a supporter of the show, guys. Thanks for spreading yeah. the word, <laughs> like genuinely. <laughs> Thank you. Let's move on to topic number two now, shall we? Um, yeah. even though that I, it, technically that was a negative uh section, even though we're both beaming with laughter and quite happy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and also what he's gonna he be he's probably gonna have to do a um a voiceover for this if he ever if he realizes this has happened um that'd be brilliant man we just need to keep it's making got content for the him. title it's got a miko in the title of course he's gonna know. <laughs> yes yes um so yeah anyway um even though that was technically our negative comment of the week uh section of the week i'm actually beaming it's, it's so funny it's so yeah. funny that everything that's going on so we're gonna move on uh nostalgia nerd says tune yes mate Oh yeah, I'm so I'm so invested in this now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, don't um, get out of context. Yeah, are you going to get one for Christmas? 
<laughs> what an amico for Christmas. I don't think many people are. <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to segue into ah, right. yeah. the eight bit Christmas. Now I'm yes. going to put this on uh half speed playback. Yeah. Uh, just because I don't want to get flagged. But yeah, there's a new HBO movie coming, coming out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. God, I've been chatting too much. Tell, tell us what's the premise of this movie that I'm playing extremely slowly. Right. So it's kind of a bit jingle all the way. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I, I thought it was quite interesting because it is a Christmas movie all about obtaining the coveted NES gaming console. And I thought that was... Uh, uh, it's kind of cool. I'd imagine there'll be a few people in here that's got the nostalgia for the console and, you know, what it was like to receive one at Christmas time or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe not receive one. And basically it's Neil Patrick Harris um, recounting the story of his childhood as he wanted one of these and whether he could not get one. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it beyond that, but um, I think it's quite cool that we've got like a, a video game tinged um christmas movie and one that seems to be diving quite deeply into the nes the culture at the time and even if it is just like um in this like tongue-in-cheek modernized viewpoint of it i mean we even see the power glove being put in there i don't think that's yeah, a yeah. movie since the wizard so vita says says nintendo 64 <laughs> Yeah. Love that clip. Love that clip. The, the, the power club the power glove was used in the kickstarted movie, which you can watch on uh uh YouTube. Um oh, Fury something. Something Fury. That 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 comedic eighties action flick. Gun oh, Fury yeah. or something? Oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kung yeah, Kung Fury. That's Kung it. Fury, that was it, yeah. I backed that. I've got that on Blu-ray. Um you can see it in that, like the the hacker wears one when he's uh, coding on a ZX Spectrum to to hack him back in time. <laughs> it's such yeah. a great film. But um, yeah, I mean, are you are, are you excited for this? Um, I, I it's something I'll watch because I do like a Christmas movie. Um, yeah. I I love stuff like uh, Jingle All the Way. Now, do I think that this will be a classic? No, no. I don't think for a second it will be. In in fact, it looks like a higher budget version of those Hallmark Christmas movies, mm. um, albeit without the, you know, the superimposed CG magic or anything like that. It's just, it's going to have part of the subject matter is just going to mean something a bit more to me because video game related. But in reality, it's just going to be another schmaltzy Christmas film. Yeah, I don't mind them. There's definitely a, obviously there's a time and a place to watch these sort of films. Um uh the most exciting thing about this trailer was the fact that it said from the creators or from the team that bought you whatever elf and elf is a uh, an unutterly fantastic christmas movie like it's a very good christmas movie i just feel like this is and i hate to be that 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 gamer that's like this isn't you know like if someone tells you uh, i feel like i'm that person that's kicking off because everyone knows that doki doki panic is is mario 2 you know from the studio that bought you elf there it is um yeah. uh but this just feels a bit forced. It feels a little bit, um, uh, uh, I don't know, like the NES was popular at Christmas time in America. Let's make a video about it rather than, yeah, you know what I mean? And it's really weird because, you know, like the, there's something in the back of my head which is basically saying, yeah, this film seems a bit stupid because why would anybody be so hyped for the NES in the late 80s where this film is set when the console came out in 1985 and, or, you know, 1983 if talking about the really early stage at that point you'd be looking forward to the mega the, the sega genesis 
So I don't know. It's <laughs> silly little details like that kind of bother me. But, you know, it's one of those things. I'm sure it's going to be fun. I'm sure it's going to have its moments. And yeah, I like the fact it's about games of some description. Yeah, I mean, I probably will watch it. I'm, I don't think I'm going to be invested. It's been a long time since a really good Christmas movie that, 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 that's for the whole family, not just, I don't, I don't know, it's still right. a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you'd... <laughs> It's it's Die Hard and 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 Elf for me. I don't really know. Yeah, what else there is. Yeah, it's not or much. Muppets else Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah, yeah, Muppets one. Christmas Carol. I do, as I say, I do love Jingle All the Way. I've got a real yeah. soft spot for that one. Uh, you got to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. The benefit of that film oh, being that you yeah. can watch it at Halloween. You can watch it at Christmas and. Um, other than that, no. uh, whatever take, else takes the fancy, like Christmas Vacation is always a good one as well. Yeah. Chuck it in there. Yep, Luke says that over there. Uh, chuck in the comments, guys. What's uh, what's good Christmas movies? Home Alone. See, Home Alone 1 uh, was a good film. Home Alone 2, is, if it's on, you, you, you kind of watch it. You don't mind if you miss the end or just watch the end, whatever. Um, the rest of them are crap, especially that new one. I, 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 I lost my mind. I think it was a few weeks ago when we watched that live. And I was like, what is this? Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, uh, obviously, Die Hard people are there. The Hogfather. Uh, Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins is a good shout. I always forget that being a Christmas movie. Oh, if we're going to go there, I mean, you could, I'm surprised no one's mentioned Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Someone has a uh, boring old fart. There we go. I saw yeah, we got to- People are talking Die Hard, of course. Under that uh, same logic, I will say Prometheus, because that is a Christmas movie, because Idris Elba sets up a Christmas tree in that, and they say oh my God. it's Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. Um, but any I, film where there's a flashback, and they, they you see the, the kid at Christmas time, that makes it a Christmas movie. Mm. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Man, I've not seen Lethal Weapon. They donkeys. I, 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 I dare say a decade potentially like it's a long time passion of the Christ <laughs> next topic <laughs> um, but no I mean yeah yeah it's um, I, I, I'll check it out I'm not going to be excited for it and I'm, I'm I'm going in with very low expectations like let's make I, I feel you know what this feels like perfect example and I'm watching through the Big Bang Theory right now you've got to take Big Bang Theory for what it is but it's people that are not nerds making video and making a tv show about nerds exactly but apparently this was based on a book yeah apparently written so by, written by a nerd so you know it yeah. might have something maybe maybe yeah i mean hey it's it's good it's happening and it's good that the people that made elf i, I want to know who those who those are is that going to be like that that guy that made the uh, marvel movie uh the guys make the start the cinematic universe because he was behind um elf then um monica's boyfriend in friends i can't think of his name uh the guy who done chef and started the iron man things he's in the in the marvel movies as well but yeah he i wonder if he's a part of this if he is then i'll be a lot more interested because he actually does some fantastic content anyway hey there's a new christmas movie coming and it's got yeah. an nes in it and Hooray. therefore we're talking about it it will mm. be a viral sensation and those like fake teeth definitely look fake anyway uh yeah so that's the thing and returns Birdman. that's it absolutely uh, i've never seen bad santa i need to see that actually but moving on from bad santa to bad game and i no. hate to say this we don't know about that one yet no uh, it, it looks it looks kind of bad um yeah but yeah this is a game called insane pain and it is a new mega drive title coming to well uh being loaded up on kickstarter mm-hmm looks interesting uh to a certain degree i mean it looks i'll I tell you what it is my eyes are 
so attuned to modern graphics mm-hmm. nowadays that when I see this clearly designed to be retro CGI or 3D model characters, and I see it being done earnestly, you know, unironically in 2021, it just looks bad to me. Um, but yeah, well, you're talking about the the little CGI cutsceney bits between the actual gameplay. Yeah, they look they yeah. look like low res Second Life models. Let's be fair. Um, so so people, uh, if you're listening to this, let me try and explain what we're looking at here. Uh, yeah. Besides the game, this is kind of like another Mortal Kombat type game, a new game from uh, a developer in Germany. Um, but the cutscene bits that you're basically showing off the characters in a, a typical early Gladiators thing, you know, a wolf, scorpion, well, no, not scorpion, but you know, I mean, they go through all of the little characters there. They look like uh, they're from Reboot. Yeah. Um, with. Uh, very early looking 3D models. Yeah, very, very early. But, uh, you know, that's that's obviously the game's charm that it's going for. The gameplay itself looks... I, I'm really sorry to say it, because it's always great that we get to see new Mega Drive games. It really, really is. Um, there's some great ones out there as well. Obviously, Xeno Crisis is the one I always like to run to. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry to say this, if you're listening, whoever made this, but this looks absolutely terrible, gameplay-wise. Like... I it, it's a game that you find in a random ROM set. Like, what the hell is this? It that it looks insanely clunky. Um, uh, it looks like Pit Fighter might control better. Um, although I do have a soft spot for that game. Um, yeah. And um, hey, but hey, it's coming out on the Mega Drive, and that's why it's already saved. Uh, got itself up to about 10k almost. Um, uh, Actually, let me transfer that. Oh, it needs 12,500 euros, and it's got itself up to 8,509 euros uh, because it's a Mega Drive game. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I I thought this one looked kind of interesting because they're obviously going for that Mortal Kombat-style aesthetic of going somewhat rendered visuals Mm -hmm. uh, with 3D models instead of actors. I I have every reason to believe that they'll reach their goal, and what really stands uh, sets itself apart from most Kickstarters Apparently, the game is 98% done, but that's also not the greatest thing, considering this is what it looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. But they say it's 90% ready, and really, they set up the Kickstarter so that you could... you, you can essentially pre-order a physical game. The only reason this Kickstarter ex- is to make the physical cartridge. So is uh, the game actually finished? Yeah, that's what he's suggesting. Oh. 98% done, and then uh, the game, uh, they'll stick it on a physical cartridge for you. And, uh, oh. yeah, uh, the, the thing that bothers me about it is that it doesn't look that great. And, yes, physical games are really neat and all of that, and I'm very much a proponent that even the bad retro games or you know the the questionable ones get get re-released every now and then because you get that preservation of history um but it really does feel like just any old stuff is getting that physical treatment it it seems like a bit of a money spinner at the and you can see yeah. that limited run games and strictly limited and all of that they they're starting to re-release retro cartridges for way more than you would ever consider paying for them on the second hand market mm. i mean you saw that f1 gym 1 and 2 cartridge which was just crazy oh, money insane. compared to what insane. you would actually buy now it's and like you can buy uh, aladdin or the lion king i think they released those separately for a hundred pounds a pop um uh on these you know pretty sexy looking cartridges in all fairness uh, and then obviously with from jimmy get one and two um yeah. uh, there with, was like a mega man one there was a street fighter two one yeah yeah uh, but then you've got other companies doing the same sort of thing 
uh, where they're chucking in like I think there was like a Data East one. They chucked like Joe and Mac was was Data East Joe and, Joe and Mac. They done like a Joe and Mac one, which was like twenty dollars, and that had like four games on it. And I'm like, yeah, we and and, and even that, you know that they're making money on that twenty dollar one. Like you know yeah. they are. So why do you need to sell games for a hundred pounds when they're releasing these games as a compilation on the Switch? But like as a budget title for like twenty five quid, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's uh, it's mental. Thank you, Get Bant, so much for the um uh for the for 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 subscribing with Prime, mate. Very much appreciated. And he actually put a good question forward. Like, are there any actually smooth fighters on the Mega Drive? Three um, Fighter Two uh, Championship Edition when you put Turbo on a couple of levels. It's um, it, it, which one is it that's better than the Super Nintendo one? So the first one that came out for the the first the first Street Fighter that came out for the Super Nintendo was better on the Super Nintendo, but I think it was Turbo that was better on the Mega Drive than it was on the Super Nintendo, from what oh, I remember. So, so you went normal Street Fighter 2, then you went Championship Edition on Mega Drive, and yeah. then Street Fighter 2 Turbo on SNES, which was better than Champion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then I think you got the new fighters on Mega Drive, but it was more or less the same as Championship Edition. I always grew up the Championship Edition, um, and, you know, I... I could barely play it on the super nintendo compared because you don't have that eight-way disc d-pad mm-hmm. um people's comp- complaints about the mega drive version of street fighter 2 comes down to the fact that they had the wrong controller for the job you need that yeah. six button pad. yeah it was one of the complaints when the mega drive mini came out because wasn't yeah. it uh wasn't that that was no street fighter was on there wasn't it uh, I don't think it was Street Fighter. It was Comic Zone that had the six-button layout. And, and also um, uh, a Virtua Fighter, which is yeah. technically a very impressive game for the Mega Drive, but it was an insane D-make compared to, the, obviously, the Sega Saturn version, obviously, the arcade version. Um, and uh, from what I remember, Mortal Kombat 3 on the Mega Drive was a bloody decent game, although I think I had mine on the Mega CD. There was a version of Mortal Kombat 3 for the Mega Drive, which was really ropey. I think it might have been the ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Right, It was okay. just like really, really poor because they tried to cram so many characters into that thing. Mm-hmm. And the cartridge yeah. just wasn't having it. But yeah, um, yeah, there's a couple of decent fighters. I, I'd throw in, um, throw in off the tangent a bit. I'd go like Eternal Champions wasn't too bad. You had Brutal Paws of Fury. I know Kim Just is a big fan of Eternal Champions. And then Primal Rage as well, which was brilliant on the home consoles as far as I'm concerned. You know what this looks like if we're talking about Mega Drive games? This looks like um, uh, 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 Rise of the Robots. Can you imagine how Rise of the Robots controls? That is what we're looking at with characters that look like they're, they're very, very reboot. That old TV show reboot. Yeah, if they pitched it as a Rise of the Robots spiritual spiritual successor, I would have been I would have put my money down on it. Because yeah, because it looks... like it's a bad game. Like, yeah. yeah, I'll have another bad game. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing that you would see in the uh, just having a laugh section of like fighting game tournament. Right. Right. Yeah. There we go. There we go. But uh, hey, hey, it's good that we're getting more Mega Drive games. But um, this is practically a weekly topic by this point, and because it's like that, it's not like when you had Tanglewood and Xeno Crisis, and they were like one of the only real big, big ones to come out like now they're coming out now you know you get them all the time um and i suppose like you know, you got your mega cat studios and i think pico do it as well um not so much now they're more moving into n64 territory but um yeah, yeah like you really you like back in the old days you got to stand out you got to stand out there is i think there's a demons of astro gorg or something i'm getting the name completely wrong i'm getting that that's actually turning up soon for me um 
Astiborg that looks utterly fantastic. Um, that's a, that's a beautiful looking Mega Drive game, and obviously, I, you know, I love me my Xeno and, and, and Tanglewood is beautiful. In fact, I've got my my press kit of that one right, my press cartridge of that one right there. Nice. The press build from Big Evil Corp. Um, yeah, there we go. There we go. But hey, and, there's a new one. And I've just got to say because you know there is a prerequisite on this slope cast, and we try to fulfil it each week. This week was really tough, but that was. The Sega topic of the week. We need a jingle. We, we say it, don't we? We're gonna I'm we're gonna get a jingle. It. I'm working we're, on uh, it. It's getting better. <laughs> we uh, maybe we need like like an actual little rap or something that we could do. I don't know. Yeah, I need something to put in between the the sections of recording. You know what's quite funny? Obviously, you know, back in the day, obviously it was Sega versus Nintendo, and uh, you know, technically the days are over. We need to really get out of that that mindset nowadays. But unfortunately for me, in this household. <laughs> the days are not over <laughs> because <laughs> my son is so in love so in love with nintendo he loves to come in my office every so often and just tell me that sonic sucks <laughs> <laughs> no reason the thing is he likes the games he likes the games but he just he knows it he, he knows that there's a little bit of me because when i look at him i think of myself when i was that age at six or so whatever um and uh, he comes in there because he knows he can get that six-year-old out of me. And he's like, oh, by the way, Dad, Sonic sucks. Can't even <laughs> swim. And then runs off, you know, something ridiculous <laughs> like that. You know, I'm like, my God, this is ridiculous. Take but me back like, to the 90s. <laughs> I could just imagine you turn around and go, shut up. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it, it has got to the stage where I, I, I'm, I'm literally getting flashbacks of what it was like when I was that age. Because I'm like, well, you know, yeah, hey, he might not be able to swim, but at least he doesn't smell like poo because he's, uh, you know, a plumber. Fixing people's pooey toilets. <gasps> Dad! What? <laughs> what? Come at me, bro. <laughs> what are you looking yeah. at here, son? Experience. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this my whole life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Insane pain. There's a new Mega Drive game coming out. Just don't tell my son because this one does. That gets yeah. Um... <laughs> Again, not a hill to die on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, right. Let's talk about uh, the Switch, shall we? Another top, another uh, thing we like to bring up most weeks. We like to bring up the Nintendo Switch. Although I'm sure old Gary Bowser wish it wasn't a topic this week. Ayo. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What a to do. So uh, yeah, Gary Bowser. Just to remind everyone, we uh, we've spoken about this gentleman before. Um, he Brilliant, is man. one of the members of the team executive group which was the guys who made mod chips for the Nintendo Switch and mod software as well. Mm -hmm. So this is, he was essentially partially um, responsible for all of those hacked switches, being able to play pirated games on your consoles. Um, and Nintendo came down hard on this guy and team executive. So he's had, he's now pleaded guilty to the uh to the proceedings as part of a deal and this is where things get interesting because this is where it shows that piracy doesn't really pay off especially if you're going to flaunt it in front of one of the biggest software companies on the planet um he's been charged with 11 felony accounts this is before he went to court by the way he would have been charged with 11 felony counts including wire fraud money laundering and if found guilty the charges amount to 20 years in prison for doing this so before Sucks going to, to be bowser yeah so before facing trial bowser pled guilty and offered to pay 4.5 million dollars um as well as helping nintendo and their legal team hunt down the other team members of the group whoa 
Whoa, 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 so whoa, there's, whoa. there's there's a manhunt, so, and this is why you don't trust random people on the internet and say that's making the legal piracy empire. So um, because, what yeah. do these mod chips do? Do they let you play pirated games? I didn't realize it had actually come to the point where you could actually play full-on Switch pirated games. Has it got that far? Yes, it goes that far. So the... The, the general consensus of what a mod chip does, I mean, this goes way back to the PlayStation days. Um, people used to reason it and say, oh, mod chips allow you to play imported titles because it Sorry. removes the region protection. That's what that used to be. Of course, with the Switch, you don't have region. It's region free. So all it does is essentially gets rid of those handshakes between you and telling whether the game is like, uh, like a, an official version. And lets you play it, mm-hmm. so it's full on game piracy. Yeah, as, Goldfish as the goldfish says. says yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's it's been going around for ages. I I know people who've who have hacked their switches. It's not hard to do, and the gains are obvious. You know, um. So uh, you can imagine why Nintendo took such umbrage with. Well, you know, this is a current gen system, isn't it? As well for them. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just face it. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out there that condone piracy. I'm not one of those people. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that if people put a lot of work into something, they should in in some way be compensated. And um, when it came to the likes of like the 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 DS, famous example, Rockstar refused to release any games on Nintendo formats up until very recent GTA Collection and LA Noir. They refused to release anything on a Nintendo format because GTA Chinatown was pirated so heavily. So you talk about GTA, one of the premier flagship franchises in the world, you know, with their latest game spending, you know, most of its time in the top 10 charts, even though it came out in 2013. You know, it's it's mad to think about. And these guys couldn't sell barely any copies of their flagship series on one of the most subscribed consoles ever ever designed mm-hmm. it's you can see why they got a bit myth so i i, I feel like it's almost a, a bit of a win for nintendo here well it's definitely a win for nintendo because they're getting these guys off the market essentially yeah, yeah. Um, and, and putting a message out there which is a lot more valuable yeah and they they've been doing this a lot and i know i'm not going to side with the the big company necessarily because you know that that's the uncool thing to do but i do believe that to be honest yeah i i think bowser and his crew deserve it you know you 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 don't flaunt this in front of one of the biggest companies in the in the world and expect to get away with it you just don't as a uh, dvd fever gaming says <laughs> they'd be safe from piracy if they blockchained their cards to the nft mainframe <laughs> <laughs> I love you, mate. I love you. Um, so Vitas Varnas says, is Switch easy to hack because it uses cartridges? Question um, mark. So my guess is, I don't know. I don't know. I've I've got behind me, for people that are watching, you can actually see, like, without trying to blow my own trumpet, but literally behind me, that entire stack there is nothing but Switch games, and there's a lot of them. Um, so no, I don't have uh, a hacked Switch. But um, my guess is, oh, don't want to do that. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, my God. Ah! There we go. Um, my guess is, uh, if it goes down the same route that the 3DS did, because, um, I mean, everyone knows someone knows that, that's done these sort of things, but the 3DS was really bad, because unlike um, this, which may just go off an SD card or something, again, I don't know, but the 3DS wasn't that done by the sense where you would actually um, fall the e-store and download the games directly from Nintendo. 
Um, yeah. That was, that I don't was even know one if that was of, the first one. Yeah, there's, oh, right, there's okay. another one where you go through the browser or something and that had like a back entrance, essentially being able to download APIs mm-hmm. in the 3DS format. I think that might be the one you're talking about, actually. Right, I don't okay. think it's particularly easier because it, they're cartridge-based uh, things. I mean, maybe it's mm-hmm. a bit harder to track where the the the, the license, uh, the software license is coming from. And Nintendo have been able to fight back Based on that, you know, each cartridge essentially has its own serial number and they've recognized that. Hang on, there's a thousand consoles out there with the same serial number uh, mm-hmm. block. You know, it's it's most likely it's just because Nintendo's format is mobile based. It's the Tigra, uh, it's the NVIDIA Tigra X1 processor, X1 Plus. Yeah, iCraft says that battery. it's a vulnerability on that Tegra chip. Uh, yeah. the new battery models had uh, an updated chip to get around that, which are the uh, which is what uh, Goldfish says there, the uh, the switch lights, and I'm assuming OLEDs as well. Yeah, uh, I mean the the same chip is in my Nvidia Shield, which I use for TV and and um, some arcade gaming as well, the the cloud mm-hmm. gaming. Um, yeah, it's it's not rocket science to break through. You know, once you have access to this architecture, it could be quite easy. I mean, people have been installing Android on switches, haven't they? It's the same stuff. I was working in a mobile. Uh, it was called Mobile Style. This shop that I worked in. I've never seen anyone. I've never seen another one, but they were a small chain. Uh, but what they did is they sold um, mobile phone accessories and and credit. When you used to buy ten pound credit for your Nokia, but they yeah. would sell um, uh, yeah mobile phone uh, uh, accessories, like thirty two ten cases and stuff like that. And right next to me, there was a game or an electronic boutique at the time. And I remember um, one day, because I used to know the people that worked there and I'd always go around there. And they used to throw away a lot of stuff and I used to take it out. Like, you know, they, they, they'd throw away like steering wheels or whatever. And I was like, I'll have that, I'll have that. Or like old magazines, I'll have that. And um, what they ended up doing uh, is that they, they, I remember them coming over and going, there's a hack using Splinter Cell for the original Xbox. Um, yeah. Because everyone went there and bought every copy of splinter cell <laughs> there was All one these... um yeah. there was one for 3ds called cubic ninja cubic ninja yes yes there was yes yeah and then you had the famous one was twilight princess on the wii you know the flagship in, in game that one. Yeah. wanted for the nintendo yeah it's mad it, yeah mm-hmm. there's just these lines in the code which use some sort of circumvention that gets around the code that allows you to get into the the back end essentially mm-hmm it's 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 silly you know it's a, it's also crazy how quickly these hackers work this stuff out yeah, i think absolutely. the um they you know inside news because this just came up in the the discord chat yesterday or the day mm-hmm. before the ps5 has just gone through a hack hasn't it so it's just that was bloody quick considering that the ps3 remained unhacked for well up until its death pretty much no and now the PS5 is, you know, hacked and people can run homebrew. Homebrew being a nice way of saying pirated material and just about anything else we want to get running on this thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, it all comes about so quick. Uh, you know, like Metroid Dread comes out and instantly there's articles going up. By the way, you can play this in 4K on your PC. It's like, come on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, this, this, this isn't even like, uh, this isn't old hardware. This is like current yeah, hardware like... and it's new games. This is the problem with this is the reason why console manufacturers had proprietary hardware for so long. It's because they didn't want stuff like this happening, and now it's proving that it's going to happen. Um, yeah. Your security software is only as is only as good against the you know people with the less expertise. In reality, there's people out there smarter than 
most of your uh, security companies and they just think of things that you don't. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's you versus the world. Let's That's see who it, wins. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So, um, sorry, Bowser. Amazing that that's his name. Um, the long year, Bowser. He won't be paying 4.5 million back. Um, There's no way. No way, no way. So for people that don't know, I know someone that, um, I don't want to name names, uh, but they've talked about it publicly. Uh, regardless, I'm going to let them decide if they want to reach out to a bigger audience and talk about it. But uh, a YouTuber I know, um, a very small YouTuber, he he uh, he got uh, done. He got caught basically doing this sort of stuff, but he was doing it through DVD sales. Um, I don't know if anyone's in the chat that knows me from these small circles or know who I'm talking about. Please don't say his name if you do know who I'm talking about. Um, and uh, yeah, he ended up like it, it was very much. I think it started off as a business of him reproducing DVDs that were in the public domain, but then obviously things like that come out of the public domain, and now they're no longer on. You're selling pirated software by that point. Regardless, he got. Um, done and uh it wasn't that guy dvd um and basically <laughs> what happened was uh yeah he, he owed tens of I don't, possibly hundreds but definitely tens of thousands of pounds to all of these different companies now he's never going to be able to pay that back so what would actually happen because money's not you know because this company isn't necessarily lost that money and that you know this isn't their money it's more the fact that this is what they're owed um it's just a number on a screen. It just says that, you know, Mr. X owes you $10,000 or pounds, whatever it may be. Uh, actually, it was a lot more than that. So like, Mr. X owes you 50,000 pounds. This is going to be, and that's just one company. So I know what he ended up going down a route of doing, because obviously what you'd have to do is that that would screw you over on ever getting any kind of mortgage or whatever else. Um, he would then contact these companies and go, look, can we clear this debt if I pay you 10,000 pounds instead of 50? And, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to say yes or no. They're probably going to say yes because they just want some of their money at least because they're probably never going to get that 50K. So at least they can agree to get 10. And that's how it would work. Uh, and that's how that sort of thing works all the time. Gary Bowser is not going to be paying Nintendo 4.5 million. Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us, then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on Discord at discord.gg forward slash Slopes Game Room. And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slope signing out, and hopefully I'll see you all next time.